0: You're listening to the Heart Centered Service Podcast, a podcast to help freelancers create the lifestyle of their dreams while doing work that brings them purpose. I'm your host, Francesca Mamlin, and I'm your other host, Krista Aoki. Each week, we'll release new episodes with tips and personal stories for online service based entrepreneurs. We hope you enjoy.
1: Welcome to episode 13 of Heart Centered Service. In this episode, we have Megan Seely joining us. Megan is the planner, fairy godmother, and the host of the Plan Like a Rebel podcast. I met Megan at a conference like two years ago now. Um, she was a guest on my last podcast, and I'm, I've always been a huge fan of her work um, because she uses personality types to help people design methods of planning and like goal setting and stuff that work best for them. Um, so, de- so today, we're going to geek out about planning routines, personality types, and just how you can plan your best life um so welcome to the show megan we're so excited to have you
2: I'm super excited to be on like, so I love a podcast. We all know this and I, I don't know. I'm just so excited. I loved uh, being on your other podcast brand. So I'm just pumped to talk about this because basically anytime I get to talk about planning makes me stupid happy. So I'm here for it.
0: Yeah. And I like how um, you use personality types to show people, oh, this could be the, best way for you to plan? Because um, I thought like, oh, yeah, my way is the best way to plan. And I think a lot of people think that and that's why everyone gets so excited to talk about planning. But I really like how you approach it through no like different personality types um, thrive best on different ways of planning.
2: Yeah, they they absolutely do. And it's been kind of a process to to get it there because there's, there's so many different frameworks that you can kind of pull from and I feel like everybody has their own favorite like personality framework so I know like the Enneagram is a big deal right now or like Myers-Briggs or I used um Gretchen Rubin's Four tendencies for a long time and like I just have found that none of those really tell the whole story when it comes to planning so I made my own that's so cool yeah
1: and I've I've really enjoyed watching that progression um and even like the past iterations of the personality types i remember taking all of, like the quiz and being like it really resonated with me uh, but this one um the current one that you're in like the rebel planning personas um i'm the perceiver and it totally makes sense and I really really love this one um so if you want to give us like a quick rundown of the different personality types that you work with and um like how they work and stuff
2: yeah so I so I've got three different I call them rebel planning personas just because uh it's it's not enough to just be a rebel but it's um a little bit like okay so you're a rebel but rebels aren't the same either so it's really just like a subsect of a subsect of people um so i've got strategists who are my kind of control freaks like they're the micromanagers they're the over schedulers the thing about strategists is that um it's really all in the like head right so they are the people who are the thinkers the logic people the um they're very data driven right Uh, And so that maybe doesn't translate to some people as being rebellious, but um, it's less about them being rebellious and it's more about the fact that the way that they can plan is almost like rebelling against themselves, if that makes sense. So strategists, I have a plan like a rebel approach. So theirs is to K-I-S-S. So like they're all like little stupid acronyms like that but I love them uh, and it means keep it simple strategists. So because the strategists are the overcomplicators of the rebels, they really need to focus on keeping it simple. And so a lot of people will then recommend that they delegate tasks, but I'm actually not asking them to do that. It's it's really going with what they need. And so rather than delegating, because that I think would be like pulling teeth for them because they are, they're the control people. Right. So rather than being like, Hey, give up control. How do you do that? If that's your nature. Right. So rather than that, it's like, Hey, what if you just planned less? So you can have full control over everything you plan if you just do less. Right. So Mm -hmm. that's our one. We've also got feelers who are, Um, the people who kind of approach things from, well, what feels good, right? So uh, they are the givers. They give their energy. They give their time. They are the yes people. They're the people pleasers. And that's a huge bummer for them because then they don't have time for things in their business or in their life or really anything that they want to do (laughs) for themselves. And they feel like it's almost impossible to get time with themselves. So their plan like a rebel approach is to PYT, uh, which is to protect your time, right? Because the natural tendency is to give it away. Uh, The thing to do instead is to only plan for yourself, right? So rather than taking on the responsibility of planning for, like maybe if you have a team in your business or if you have um, like like a partner or really anybody that is an adult, And can handle their own shit. So if you have somebody who can handle their own life and you are just doing it for them because you just always have or whatever your reasons are behind it, um, really try to just only plan for yourself. Like put all the energy that you put into those other people into yourself. And then what will happen is it'll be really difficult for a little while while people adjust, but they will adjust and then you will have protected your time right? So that's number two. Number three is a perceiver, Fran, which you said you were. Krista, I don't know if you found out what you are. No, not yet. Um, But I'm really resonating with the feelers. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. Yeah. So the perceivers are our gut people, right? So it's loosely based on the the centers of the Enneagram, right? So the head, the heart, the gut. Um, It's not perfectly aligned with your type, which is why I don't. Advertise it that way. Um, But in general, head, heart, gut. So, perceivers are our gut people. They're the people who um, are just like, I just know what feels good. I just know what I need to be doing next. And I'm just going to do it. Like, they take into account how they feel. They take into account the facts and the logic. However, at the end of the day, they will go against both of those things if their gut is like, yeah, like that makes sense, but that's not what I need to be doing. Like there's just something intrinsic in them about it. And so for them, these are my people who, and I just said this before we hit record, but are the more, the most rebellious rebel rebels, rebels, the most rebellious rebels, because uh, you almost are fighting like external and internal stuff when you're planning, right? Because you, you can get yourself into the spot where you're rebelling against your own self, too. And so for perceivers, your approach, your plan, like a rebel approach is to WTF, which is willing to be flexible because uh, you know what you need to do, you know, the right next step, but it can be really hard to get people on board sometimes. And so our perceivers are kind of the ones that barrel forward a little bit and uh, willing to be flexible is really just Hey, like, what if you just lowered your expectations of everybody else around you? Right. So it's not control in the way that a strategist is. And it's not giving away time in a way that the feelers are, but it's more like when they make plans, like, I know a lot of people really struggle with like the whole self care thing. Perceivers don't struggle with that as much because they're like, well, yeah, I need to take care of myself. But you're not leaving a lot of wiggle room for flexibility in your life. Like, you're not leaving a lot of wiggle room for changes which is, seems counterintuitive because like you would think if I'm just going with my gut, then things change all the time. And what's wrong with that? But, um, people kind of get intimidated by you, right? You kind of have like a, my way or the highway kind of a, kind of a vibe going on, not in a mean way or not really, not in a bad way, but, uh, it's intimidating to other people because you're just like, well, yeah, I'm doing this. And other people may not understand that about you, and so um, the thing about perceivers is that you're actually you're really operating from a place of wanting to improve life for everybody around you. Uh, and it just sometimes can be hard to get the people around you on board because you just know. And so if you're willing to be flexible, you know if you're willing to um, give extra time before and after your plans to allow for life stuff that comes up, especially if you have things that involve other people. So like co-host on a podcast, or if you have um, like a co-founder in your business or any team members, really, anytime you're doing things with other people, uh, giving yourself that extra time for flexibility means that you're not going to have your whole day thrown off if you open your time to other people. And it also still gives you the freedom to move in the way that you like to move as a perceiver to stay on track. So even if people don't come through for you the way that you want them to, because that just happens, it just happens, uh, you're still okay. Like you've still got the flexibility. Right, so so those are those are the people, those are the personas.
1: Oh, that's so awesome I and mean, i I resonate so much with the perceiver and what I, what I was just thinking about was this past season of my um, life, I've been in a lot of collaborations um, and it has really been a growing experience because I my weakness is that I can get very rigid and very stuck in my ways and how I want things to go. And yeah, you're, you're basically describing me when you (laughs) describe the perceiver. That's so cool. And, um, I remember the, the last archetypes you had, I was the rebel. Um, and like, so the last archetypes you had, like rebel was one of the archetypes and you had like a few others. And it seems like you've really leaned into just the rebel direction. So what was it that inspired you to make that shift, um, and create and like make it, make it your whole branding instead of like the rebel just being one of your um, archetypes?
2: So selfishly, I just think rebels are more fun. And logically, I was noticing that every time I would work with a client, uh, it, no matter what type they were, if they were, and I was working off of Gretchen Rubin's four tendencies framework there. So whether they were an obliger or an upholder or a rebel, or a questioner. It didn't matter what type they were. What I was doing was telling them how to plan like a rebel, right? So I was finding like any type, I was going back time and time again to the way that rebels could plan for their life. And it hit me one day after a client call, I was in the shower because of course that's when the ideas come to you, right? And I was like, plan like a rebel. Of course you need to plan like a rebel. And it just got my wheels turning that like, why is it that we have all of these planning systems and all of these people who are productivity experts and time management people and everybody struggles with it so much. Why do we have all this information and all these resources and all these experts and something's not clicking and what is it? And so really taking that and thinking, what if the rebels have it right? You know, I feel like I've had a lot of conversations with rebels who feel like I don't have, I feel like I'm not good at planning or like I can't do time blocking or, you know, I just, I kind of just do things my own way and it just ends up working, but nobody is ever talking to me about it. Like nobody's ever acknowledging that that's okay. Um, And so I'm kind of taking it a step further and like, not only is that okay, that's the way that everybody should do it. Everybody should operate that way. I think rather than putting ourselves into this box of productivity or whatever you want to call it, I think what if like we just have productivity be a part of the equation, right? And you come from a place of like, so Ashlyn Carter has this saying that she works from a place of rest and not hustle. And I think that's so smart and it's kind of a similar situation, right? So you're working from a place of life and not business. Right. So rather than being like, what do I need to do? You're approaching things as like, well, how can I, how do I like live my life today? Um, a question I ask myself a lot and I've been kind of telling my clients too, is what would be really good for me today? You know, rather than like, what do I need to do? What can I get done? Where do I need to be? Who do I need to talk to? Here's all the stuff on my list. It's like, what would be really good today? You know, Like it's not what would feel good. It's not what sounds good. It's not what I think would be good. It's just what would be good and really leaning into your own intuition. And I think that rebels in general, no matter whether you're the strategist or the feeler or the perceiver, just do that so well. And I would really like to shine a light on that. And my hope is to just make this the way that people plan, right? I want to do away with productivity and time management and balance and it's all bullshit plan like a rebel like that's that's where it came from
0: it's amazing how you you felt this or you like thought about this in the shower and you really leaned into it can you kind of be a l- more specific what does it mean to plan like a rebel does it mean just like following your intuition or
2: what does that mean to you yeah so it so it came from like at first, planning in the way that planning in the way that I was teaching my rebel clients how to plan, at the time, um, and so that is really taking away time blocking, taking away really rigid scheduling, and just having it be where like what do you have to do, like, and not just what has to get done, but what do you have to do, which is. I think something that we could all stand to ask ourselves because I think that we sometimes do things because we've just always done them and maybe we don't have to do them anymore. So what if we could get some of that stuff off of our plate? Cause it's just hard. We've all got so much on our plate. And I think that, um, honestly just having the things on your schedule, like the things on your schedule, the only things on your schedule are what do I need to do to take care of myself? What do I need to do to take care of the people in my life and taking care of the people in your life could be mm. going to work or appointments or, you know, it, it's all of your obligations. And then beyond that, then you can have a a list. I don't like to call it a to-do list. I like to call it a could-do list. <laughs> so it's like, you know, what could I do in in-between? So rather than planning your life around the to-do list you're planning your could do list around your life. So the things you have to do for you and the things that you do need to do for your people in your life, you know, whether that's your team and your business, whatever, like the thing that has the things that have dates and times attached to them where you have to show up, those go, you know, those go in with what do I need to do to take care of myself today? And when am I doing that? And the rest of it just will fit in. It just will. Um, I like to think of it as a menu, right? So it's a could do list, but I also think of it as like a menu. So if you walk into a coffee shop and you're like, you know what? I think, I think I just want a black coffee today. Cool. Do it. Maybe later today you walk up to your menu again and you're like, I think I'm going to get a sandwich, you know, except in this, in this situation, the black coffee is whatever admin tasks you want to do or whatever you know, whatever is on your list, just pick whatever feels really good to do in the moment, whatever you think might be good in the moment, whatever you know, would be good in the moment, depending on which of the personas that you are and really just go with whatever feels good in the moment. I don't like, it's hard to, hard to articulate a little bit in, in that way. Cause I, I can't tell you what would be really good for you. Only you can do that. But it's like, how much time do you have And where's your energy at? Because you never know that until the day of.
0: Yeah. So like uh, maybe doing like a a could do assessment or like a, a values assessment and like writing down, okay, what? family or life commitments do i have week by week and what are like and those are the maybe must or like what is a must for me and then what is a what's on my could-do list that i can visit whenever whenever i feel like whenever i feel inspired so then like uh, going back to what you said ashton carter says working from so i'm working from a place of rest instead of hustle and then it's just a lot more intentional in that way and so and then you're doing like the work to write down or like assess what's most important to you week by week
2: yes yep week so there's definitely week by week and then also a little bit day by day so I, I know for me so I I have a daughter and being a business owner and a mom and a wife Anna and a Anna and a and a Like life changes on a day-to-day basis over here. So, you know, if she woke up in the middle of the night and had a nightmare or something and I was up with her, I'm not going to be super productive the next day. And it just is going to be what it is, you know? And I think um, something that is inherently flawed about the way that we're all taught how to do this stuff and plan is that like we all are operating and planning off of a system that it's the perfect situation every day except it yeah. n- literally never is there's no there's like maybe one day out of like every quarter that goes exactly the way that you thought it would go you know thank you those are rare
0: <laughs> omg i'm glad i'm not alone in this i didn't realize <laughs>
1: no like why why did no other productivity or at least why did like the majority of productivity people um kind of force us to operate under that assumption like oh like you have to like create this perfect daily routine and all of these rituals have to like go like you know after each other and it's just like we're humans and we have human lives with like circumstances um and I love how you just you're um whole perspective of it allows this flow, like, just for, like, life happening for people who have kids and lives outside of the thing that they do, that they have to be, you know, planning and organizing, but then, like, also, like, maybe you wake up one morning, and you just, like, are hit with, like, um, like, an inspired idea, something that you didn't know was going to hit you, and then you are able to, like, move some things around to, like, um, put your creative energy towards, like, random inspiration that comes. Um, So I I like that. I like how you like help us find breathing room um, and white space for flow in our lives. Like that's a really cool part of what you do. Yeah.
2: Thank you. Yeah. That's a really good way to put it. It's it's like, yeah, well, you just never know. Cause yeah, it could be a draining energy or it could be really exciting. And what if you had on your list that day, like a whole bunch of boring admin stuff that you didn't want to do? Right. And then you feel like, oh, I have to do that because I said I was going to do that. And then you miss out on this great creative energy, which doesn't come all the time. Right. We just, that's not the space that most of us live in. And so, yeah, it just, it just gives you room and, and you need room. Everybody needs room every day.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah.
1: And um, one thing I really love about your podcast is that you, um, you give a lot of, you give people a lot of cool ideas of how they can be, like, implementing planning routines and, like, how they can actually implement, like, the use of their planner um, into, um, like, their own personality type and how their life has to flow. Um, And I had you do this on my last podcast because it was, like, my favorite part of the whole episode. Can you, like, can you tell us about your planning routine and, like, the Sunday night planner ritual? Because it just, like, made me really happy.
2: Oh my God. So it's my favorite day. It's my favorite thing all week long. It's insane. So yeah, Sunday nights, it's like everybody in my life knows I am unavailable Sunday nights after my daughter goes to bed. Like I'm just not around. Maybe I'll be on social media. Maybe I won't. Who knows? But I'm planning. I've been doing um, stories on it too. So like kind of letting people in on what I'm doing as I'm doing it. And I've been getting a lot of really good feedback on that. But, uh, yeah, no, I start with a glass of wine because duh. Mm. Uh, and, <laughs> uh, I actually, I pour my wine and I actually have started doing what I'm just calling it all Sunday prep. Right. So, um, I clean the whole first floor of my house, which is tiring, but really worth it because Monday morning, when things get really hectic as we're trying to get out the door, I don't have to worry about the state of my house and like everything's ready, and I can just go and feel like really good in that really clean, fresh start of the week energy. So that has been a really big thing. So just really cleaning and getting everything ready for Monday morning. And then I take my wine and I go to my office, I turn on Hallmark movies or true crime documentaries it really just depends on the mood and uh i just sit and i plan and i start with a ceo report i know you guys know all about those and i dig i dig it all um so i start with a ceo report and i check in before i do any planning before i do anything i really just check in with what i do um and what like what's gone on over the past week and where i'm at and how do i feel and Like, am I living in my truth and like, what did I learn? What's on my mind? You know, what did I accomplish? There's just like, there's a lot of just questions that make me reflect on the past week. Um, And I found that by doing that before I plan anything, it really gives me a good perspective going into the next week because I don't know about you guys, but, um, when I'm up in my head too much and then I sit down to plan, I just get really overwhelmed because I'm like, oh my God, I've got all this stuff I need to do. I don't know where anything's at. How much money do I need to make this week? What's going on? Oh my God, did this get, you know, did this get scheduled? Did I forget this? And I just, I get into this ah, kind of a frantic mood and I found that by doing the CEO report, it gets, it just completely takes all that away so I can then take, my fresh brain into my planner, and I know I'm not going to overschedule myself, and I know that, um, like, I'm going into my planning session with intentions to, a, learn something because I'm I'm always just trying to learn things. That's just my jam, um, but also like not worrying so much, and I think that that helps a lot. And so yeah, I, I just sit and I, I go ahead and I plan, which. Looks like uh, opening up like 50 million tabs and and checking in on where do I need to be for the week. So like uh, Facebook events and Google Calendar, um, Asana for a couple of things, Um, like my emails, I check my texts, I check like my purse just in case I missed like an appointment card or something. Um, And I really just I go through and I kind of aggregate where do I need to be? when do i need to be places oh acuity is a big one <laughs> cuz uh, i need to know where i need like when do i need to be on a call cuz i have to show up for those and um, i get i get all that kind of on my monthly calendar view just so i can see it all in one spot i'm a little bit funky though so i do this and then i redo it so i i have like my monthly calendar in my planner i have a monthly wall calendar situation going on. It's like a whole big dashboard. Um, and I I actually put all of those things in both places. Um, so one is just, so if I'm just looking in my planner, I can see where I have to be, but on the dashboard, I also put things like content and social media and like a general to do for the month. Um, and so like that helps me too, when I'm scheduling stuff or saying yes, it helps me be really intentional about like this is the big list of stuff I have to do this month. This is what I've already got going on. Do I feel like I can say yes to this and be able to put my best foot forward with it? So that's like a really big thing. And I kind of just like take it smaller and smaller and smaller from there. So, um, I'll make sure that on the day itself where I need to be, gets into my planner. Um, and then I go ahead and make a to-do list my could-do list. It's so hard to rewrite calling it a to-do list, even I though I say that I it just, It's just the
1: worst name for it too. Like, it's yeah. awful. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's just awful. Um, but I, I honestly, I put my list on a post-it pad. So they, they have these like big long ones that they say to-do list on them, but they have lines and check boxes and stuff. And I'm a checkbox person. So if I can check a box, I'm here for it. And uh, I write my to-do list down on that. And then it just like sticks on the, it sticks on Monday. And I can just decide Monday morning, like, all right, what am I going to do off of this list? Check, check, check. Cool. Um, And then it just moves day by day throughout my planner. And I could just like check things off there. And it just, it just feels really good. So like my planning is actually really minimal which is not what you would expect, I don't think, but that's how rebels plan. Minimal planning it. It's the best.
1: I love it. I love how, like, I'm just so obsessed with the fact that you just have, like, a time blocked out Sunday night when you just, like, get everything together, Um, and I would imagine, like, you just go into every week feeling so good about the week and, like, knowing what your intentions are. I love how you start with a check-in with yourself because I've totally been there, like, where I am trying to, like, plan my week, and I haven't really, like, gotten out of my head yet. Um, and I'm just thinking about all of the things that have to happen. And I always, always overschedule myself. So I think when we're in our head, um, then we, we don't really know what the priorities are. So then everything becomes a priority. <laughs> yeah. So I just love that you start with that, um, checking in with yourself first.
2: Well, and like when you're in your head, you're not in reality. So... If you're trying to plan from being up in your head, you're not planning for what actually is happening in life. And that's just not helpful for anybody because then that makes you a little bit flakier than you maybe want to be or just not in a good energy. And then you're not doing your best work. And then if you're not doing your best work, you're not getting your best money. And if you're not getting your best money, then you're poor. And that's sad.
0: Yep. That's 100% (laughs) true. (laughs) I actually, so the other day I I saw this instagram post by tom ross media where he talks about pricing specifically for designers but um it talks about pricing hourly um like say an average designer rate is 50 dollars per hour which um can sound like a lot to people and people can question it but then um that price point doesn't really it doesn't account for one the designer's education to the non-design tasks that designers are doing because we're doing more than just Producing deliverables, we're also working on our marketing, improving our skills. Um, you're also, as a designer, finding clients, and so it's like your your pricing. Um, it's it's not just the it's not just the hourly rate to the results, and that's it. Like there's a lot more that's accounted for um, when it comes to pricing, and so um, I was relating this to like, oh yeah, having this like white space and breathing room, like also. Um, letting like this white space and like planning like a rebel and like being more intuitive and flexible um, with your could-do list to pricing, basically like it's really important for your own career growth and your personal growth and your self-care to have this breathing room and you can get paid, like you can get paid a fair rate as well.
2: Yeah. That's super smart. I I did. I saw something that was like, you're not paying for, 30 like when you're paying a designer yeah you're you're not paying for the time you're paying for the years right yeah like all of the stuff that goes into what you guys do and I think it's just something that's not really like well known unfortunately I think that's changing I hope uh Yeah, (laughs) I
0: I think so. It's just, I guess, talking about it and like kind of retraining our brains, just like you you're retraining people's brains by saying like, yeah, we plan for the perfect days, but how often does that happen? So I think the pricing discussion is also just retraining the brain and like, yeah, seeing it from different perspectives.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think like that's also something you want to think about when you're actually like planning out your week, because like, um, like what kinds of things need to get done this week like do you have a lot of like client projects that need to be delivered or is this a week when you can like really focus on admin and marketing and like some of the other tasks like i think um checking in with your week and like setting um an intention of like what the week is going to mean like that is a practice that can like help your business really move forward. Because um, everybody listening to this podcast is a business owner with like a lot of stuff on their plate. Um, so we have to know what things are going to be a priority. Um, and one of my favorite things that I um, heard about balance is that like balance is, I think it was actually Sheila Joy, who a past podcast episode guest who said this on her Instagram, balance isn't about like doing everything perfectly all the time. It's about prioritizing one thing um and then prioritizing another thing, like just like swishing between your priorities, um, if that makes sense. Um and Yeah,
2: because um, yeah, we, we, I when you have all the plates in the air, like you can't you can't have them all spinning at the same time. Or I mean like you you can't you can't keep them going. Like you just there's just not enough hands and time and energy for <laughs> I was yeah, trying yeah, to go with much. like a super cool analogy, but that just, just did not land and that's okay. Uh, But yeah, no, that's absolutely how I feel about balance as well. Like it's, it's like uh, when you're riding a bike, right? You start leaning one way and and you have to correct and get up and then you start leaning another and you have to correct and get up and it's just how you do. That's just life.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And that, and like, that's totally fine. I feel like we're kind of trained to think that like, if we start to like lean one direction or start to kind of fall over a little bit, that's wrong. But like, no, like that's just a part of life. And you just have to lead the other way. You don't have to make a big thing about it. Um, (laughs) It's it's life. Um, So yeah, like um, when it comes to like um, putting together a planning ritual, um, like what are the main elements that somebody can focus on if they want to do this themselves, if they want to like have a Sunday night planning ritual? Um, Like what's the skeleton that they can build off of and how can they plan it? How can they create one just for their own um, personal like
2: needs? So I think first, like make it fun. So make sure you do something while you're planning that kind of activates that happy part of your brain. Right. So like for me, it's, it's a wine and, and whatever I'm watching. Um, and that just is like, oh yeah, like it, to me, like wine and watching TV is a relaxing activity. And so when I pair that with planning, it just tells my brain, yo, like this is, this is great. This is a good time. Um, and so I think rather than a lot of people maybe I think sit down and they're like, I am planning now. Um, you know, you're already bringing that weird energy into it and then it's just not going to feel good and you're not going to want to do it again. Uh, or you'll do it, you'll trudge through it and you'll thank yourself for it, but you're not going to go back and do it again. <laughs> so I think the most important thing is to just find something that feels really good to do at the same time. And, and, uh, like I, I call it stacking. So like, just hitting as many senses as you can that just feels really good and then adding planning into the mix just for whatever reason makes you want to stick with it because then it becomes like oh this is my time that I get to sit and like get a little tipsy and watch stupid movies and also I get my shit together and it's the best um so I think that's the first thing the second thing is to decide like especially I think a lot of people feel like, because I do it on Sunday nights, like you have to do it on Sunday nights, but you can do it on any night. And I, honestly, for rebels, a lot of times I would not even say, okay, every Sunday I'm going to do this. You know, I think just having the ritual rather than the routine makes more of a difference. So like, as long as you do things in the same sort of order and steps so that you're triggering your brain to be like, oh yeah, we're planning now. It doesn't matter when you do it, so I think that's a big thing too. So don't don't put yourself in a box by being like I'm going to do this every Sunday because that's when Megan does it or whatever. You know, like sometimes your weeks might look really different, your schedule changes, so maybe you do it on Tuesday morning, maybe you do it Wednesday at lunch. Who knows? Who cares? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter So like let that go, and then like think about what would make your life a lot easier throughout the week. Right. And I don't just mean like, like, the, like Monday morning, just cause I do it Sunday. I'm going to use that as an example, but I don't just mean like Monday morning, but like when I clean my house, like it's good all week, you know, it goes to shit on the weekends, but that's why I clean it again. Right. So like uh, just finding something that, that that's going to make your life a lot easier. Like, so if you find yourself, um, if you work at home, I, like, I don't know if your audience works at home a lot, but I do. I'm in a co-working space right now. Cause I, I can't concentrate at home a lot. So, um, but the reason like I clean my house is because when I am at home, I'm not thinking about that. Right. So if there's anything that's a distraction, remove that. So do whatever you need to do to make things easier. So that's not as big of a distraction for you. So like if you have kids around, maybe you need to put them in childcare. Like Not ideal, maybe not, but um are you doing your best work or your best parenting if you're trying to do both? You're probably not. Um so yeah, make it fun, make it a ritual, not a routine, and do whatever you can to remove the distractions that might come up during the week. So cleaning is a really good one. I also really like so I also clean my makeup brushes at the same time. Like that's just part of my I call it all Sunday prep um, because otherwise I forget. And so like, if there's anything like that, where you're just, it's something you want to be doing every week, but you just can't, you just can't seem to make yourself do it or remember or whatever, like just make it, make it your ritual, man. Like, and just do, do fun stuff while you do it. And it will just make you want to come back and do it again and again and again.
1: Awesome. I'm obsessed with the ritual over routine part. Um, Yes. It's just so everything about like what you're teaching it is just all about like flow and inspiration rather than like rigidity, which I think the flow and like that's what business owners need because we're visionaries and we're building something bigger than ourselves. So like the flow is so freaking necessary. Um, And I love the uh, adding like Like hitting your senses with things that make you feel good while you're also like planning and getting your shit together because um, then you're training your brain that like, oh, the planning is fun too. Like your brain is associating that with good things. I love yes. all
0: of it <laughs> totally and when you um, when you make planning like a routine then it's easy to get mad at yourself for missing the routine mm-hmm. and just like yeah instead making it turning it into a ritual um, associates it with being fun because you're not being hard on yourself or oh, i missed a day like darn it next week or the random excuses that we make so
2: Yeah, no, that's super smart too because yeah, I know a lot of people who if they miss like if they say I'm going to do it every Sunday, first off, I feel like anytime you start a sentence with I'm going to do this every whatever, like you're just (laughs) setting yourself up. Like it's a ruse. It's not a thing. Stop doing that to yourself. But like, yeah, if Sunday comes around and you're like, oh, I was out with my friends or like I did something else or I was tired. So I went to bed at eight. You know, I think that a lot of people get into a trap where they're like, well, I guess I'll just not do it this week. And then they have a crappy week and then they're like, well, I don't want to plan because now I'm really overwhelmed and I'm almost afraid to face all the crap that I didn't actually get done this week because then yeah. I'm going to have to look at it. And it's, it gets you like into this big cycle. So yeah, I think just take, take the guilt out of it. Like it just is yes. not worth it. It's not that serious.
1: Mm-hmm. I was, I think the key is to like always push yourself to, go through that process. I'm talking about like the planning ritual thing, whether you get to it like on a Sunday or Monday or Tuesday or whatever, like make yourself go through that a few times. And then you'll start to see the results that it brings into your life. Because after the last time you were on my podcast, I kind of got really serious about doing the like um, weekly planning routine. And it it is so helpful for me in the way that I move through my life and my business that like I prioritize it even if I don't get to it Sunday night I'm like oh so like this is what I'm doing Monday morning because I know that it's important to like everything else happening um so I think the key is like just to make yourself do it a few times because then you will recognize the results that it can bring. Um, So yeah, um, another thing I wanted to ask you is about um, goal setting, um, and like the rebellious approach to goal setting, because that's a a huge pain point for any business owner, really any person who is trying to like better their lives in any way. Um, Like you set goals, and then like maybe you put a date on them, and then you don't end up following through with them, and then you get really like weary about setting more goals. So like, what's your perspective on the whole goal setting thing? How do you approach it? What advice do you have, Etc.
2: Oh man. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so admittedly, my approach used to be very like, okay, uh, what do you want your goal to be? And then break it down and then break it down again and then put it on the calendar and then just do it. Um, because that's what had worked for me in the past, but that doesn't work for a lot of people, most people. Um, and so I actually am like, you know what, I really approach it really similarly. So, um, for each of my rebel planning personas, it's a little bit different, right? So it's not the same. It's just not the same. So, uh, for strategists, you're still going to keep it simple. You're still following that KISS. So like with any of my products or anything that I'm doing, if you're a strategist, you're always going to try to keep it simple. If you are a feeler, you're always going to protect your time. And if you're a perceiver, you're always going to do the willing to be flexible thing. And so in the context of goals, so for strategists in goal setting, their their strategy is going to be anchored around simple self-care activities, setting fewer goals and then rolling with life's punches. So it's less about, um, what are all the things I want to accomplish? And it's more about how do I accomplish the things that I can accomplish really well? So like simple self-care strategists, like you struggle with that, man, you make it stupid complicated. And I don't know why. Um, but it's like, you know, self-care is, is really can be really simple. And for strategists, a lot of times their goals are around self-care are like I'm gonna have this whole like nightly thing that I do where like I'm gonna You know, I'm gonna journal for five minutes and I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna do that and then I'm gonna like in the morning I'm gonna go for a run and I'm gonna meditate I'm gonna do this and it's like they try to add all that stuff in all at once and Then it's overwhelming and there's no really good system for them and so then it just fails and then they feel like They can't take care of themselves like they're very all-or-nothing kind of people and so simple self-care activities. And I mean, like, you're not changing your bedtime. You're not adding anything. You're just like figuring out how you can do what you already do just better. So that's part of it. Also just setting fewer goals, right? So from earlier, we talked about how strategists need to plan less. And so you're setting fewer goals. So it's like really mirroring that and then really learning how to roll with the punches, right? Like you can't plan your way out of the internet going down. You can't plan your way out of like, I don't know, being sick, like you just, you can't plan for that. And so, um, really just taking you through the process of like from the inside out, like who am I, what do I want? Where have I been? Where am I going? How am I going to get there with those three things in mind? And so for, um, feelers, again, it's, it's really similar, uh, to the plan like a rebel approach it's the PYT thing so they are actually going to focus on selfish self-care so not simple self-care the selfish self-care so things that are just for you and not for the benefit of anybody else right because I think it's really easy for um, feelers and a lot of people who are identifying as people pleasers to be like well I maybe I can figure out when I can go for a run because if I go for a run then I feel happy and if I feel happy then I can like Show up in this way for people that I love, which is fine and dandy, but that doesn't actually address what you want to do or why you want to do it. And so, selfish self care, um, setting and enforcing boundaries, right? So, around your goals, because it is not about the Benjamins, it is about you. Um, And then also regularly checking in with your needs. So, part of that is um, like really putting in checkpoints along the way for yourself, like in your planner, like a month at a time, like a month ahead of time, you're going to already put a little appointment with yourself to check in and be like, how do I feel about this? Is this still working? What's going on? Um, And then for perceivers, again, it's so similar. So my, my whole goal with my business is to really just be like, I'm going to drill in these plan like a rebel approach into these people for everything because that's how you need to do life guys. I I don't know why I know that but I just do. Um and so for yeah for perceivers you're also setting fewer goals because you do end up getting into that really rigid place. Uh and so if you just set fewer you can just lean into the to the natural tendency you have to just like get rigid like do do you boo but like just do less of it so you don't feel like you're failing all the time. Giving yourself more time than you think you need, right? Because that happens a lot too, And that really ties in with setting fewer goals. Um, And then also regularly checking in with the people that matter the most to you, because like you're more than your business, you're more than money. You're more than all of these different things that you are to other people in your life. And so just really checking in with people and just having time with them. Right. So getting out of your own headspace and getting out of your own bubble and just being like hey, let's go grab coffee because we can, um, and that's that's how we do it.
1: I love oh it, God. and um, we'll put a link to your quiz in the show notes. Anyone listening, I highly, highly encourage you to take the quiz because um, she gives you your archetype and then a bunch of really cool tips on how you can um, plan and stuff Um, so definitely check that out you may even know who you are based on listening to this episode already (laughs) likely Um, but yeah thank you so much for taking the time to be on the podcast and share your um, planning wisdom Um, this is an area of life that pretty much every business owner can improve in so we really appreciate you being here Um, where can they go to um, where can our listeners go to learn more about you and connect with you
2: Ah, oh, well, uh, so my website is, uh, it's thegoaldesigner.com, G-O-A-L, um, that's why Still me. haven't gotten that domain back. God, no, I have not. This has been a thing since I met Fran. But, <laughs> so somebody owns goaldesigner.com. It's just an empty WordPress.com website that just has, no. the like, just the default blog template parked on it. And, I, like, I haven't been able to, I don't, I I, I don't even know, so someday. I will also okay. own GoldDesigner.com, but today is not that day. <laughs> it's been two years, but whatever. <laughs> so the GoldDesigner.com, but to make it easier, you can also find me on Instagram and Facebook at the Goal Designer. So if you just have the the, you'll find me. Um, I hang out on Instagram the most. I'm always up in my stories, uh, always hanging out in the DMs, um, and then I also have a podcast that you guys are going to be on. Yeah. actually tomorrow which is a uh, plan like a rebel and i'm super pumped to have you guys on
1: yeah we're you know? so excited to connect um in a few days and record that episode I know. <laughs> so, yeah until yeah. then thanks so much megan thank, thank you yeah, so
0: thank much. you so much <laughs>